season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Oh, football faithful. Welcome back to the second episode of Weekend Wagers. I'm your host, Eric Warner, at WarnerBro24 on Twitter. I'm back with my good friend Z at Hammerhead Picks. What up, what up, what up? Haha. <laughs> CZ's uh, mic should be working better today. That was completely on me last week. Rookie mistake by me. Normally it's Deeg sitting here in the headmaster's chair. So don't blame him for the audio last week. That was 100% my fault. I actually forgot to turn his mic on. So big loss for me and the karma showed it. I went 2-4 and four in week one. Z had a respectable 3-3. Three and three, But we're looking, uh, we're looking to make you guys some money this week. It's a pretty interesting card, but let's start with the Thursday Nighter. What do you think of that game last night, Z? I thought it was fun. Both Thursday Nighters so far have been unreal games. Washington uh, struggled early, came back in the second half, took the lead. The Giants came back, took the lead. Washington kicks the last second field goal. I thought it was an awesome game. It was was tough because both of us were on the skins, minus three and a half. Or sorry, the football (laughs) team, minus three and a half. Um... But yeah, they came out with a one-point win. I thought it was just an amazing football game. I miss football, man. Yeah, it, it was good. I'm worried about Washington. Like, I Their defense, giving up 29 points to Daniel Jones, that was kind of alarming to me. This was a unit many people viewed as a top-five unit. Specifically, that defensive line was supposed to be one of the best units in the NFL. And through two games, they, they haven't really been what they've all been hyped up to be chase young he's flashed but he hasn't people were talking defensive player of the year for uh, this guy this year but maybe the unit's just off to a slow start and they're lucky to be one and one so take it for what it's worth but i i'm gonna be I'm, i think i'm gonna be cautious betting washington going forward yeah uh you're right i think their defensive unit has, has started slow this year but i'm not worried man with montez sweat sweat and, and chase young um and is as long as they start getting their secondary figured out offensively i'm a bit worried because they seem very limited like it's either heineke to mclaurin or or he'll try to find diami brown um short or, or logan thomas up the middle um but yeah i'm more worried offensively with that team yeah um, yeah good point yeah, i think the defense will come around yeah um, but offensively i think giants covered but still joe judge is an absolute mess i can't believe that they lost that game like it felt like the giants had that game won like three different times yeah daniel jones was impressive man like he he really did shock me yesterday he looked good protecting the ball not making any bad throws well not any bad throws but he yeah was well i think the big play of the game was slayton's drop right like that's not on just, jones it was just out of his reach yeah though. Like slayton, a tough drop like right? it wasn't in his in the bread basket and it was all on slayton like maybe he could have laid out for it. i was thinking about that like if he laid out for it, he might have got a little bit more reach and would have maybe hauled it in but like I, it was just 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 outside his reach i don't think it's all on slayton there yeah yeah Anyways, it looks like the NFC East is going to be up for grabs all year. It's always, uh, like always, always is, a battle, though. yeah. 
Anyways, I, we got a big card here. Let's get right into it on Sunday. Of course, all odds are brought to you by our friends at CoolBet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use deposit code DOINK for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK and CoolBet will ma match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at Coolbet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Coolbet Canada. Coolbet, stay cool and bet responsibly. Alrighty, first game on the card would be the big time winners of Week One: New Orleans Saints heading into Carolina as three and a half point favorites. The over/under here is set at forty-four and a half. Um, injuries in this game: Marcus Davenport will be out for the Saints. Marcus Lattimore is doubtful. Um, slash questionable still unknown if he's going to be able to play if he does play he'll probably have a cast on his hand so he will be limited um, and Panthers are coming in relatively healthy uh, do you have a lean on this game yeah like you mentioned with all the injuries that the Saints are facing and with the COVID news too so like right. the Saints they've been traveling a lot they haven't been at home so they've been practicing in Dallas they've been playing in Jacksonville and all that travel it really runs a risk for someone to catch COVID and there be an outbreak. And seven staffers, along with two players, um, have contracted COVID. So I think that's going to be uh, be something to, to look at moving moving forward this week. But I actually, I do like Carolina. Like with all the injuries, with all the all the doubts surrounding the, the starting players uh, in New Orleans, I think Carolina's a play. Yeah, I have this on my card. Uh, it's my first pick on my card. I'm taking Carolina plus three and a half. Um, the advanced spread on this game before kickoff of week one was a pick em. Saints went in and absolutely destroyed Green Bay, which caused the spread to rise right, three yeah. and a half points, rightfully so. But I think we're getting line value there with the Panthers. Um, Saints played a perfect game last week. There's got to be a little bit of come back to reality, just slightly. And it's a division game. I think Panthers can keep this close. McCaffrey's still got juice. Another injury I forgot to mention, sorry, on the Saints, is also Quan Alexander, um, a key linebacker for them. That's huge in dealing with Christian McCaffrey as a pass catcher out of the backfield. So I think that's a big loss as well. Um, and I, I, I just like uh, I like also the matchup the Panthers wide receivers have against the limited uh, Saints secondary right now. They're banged up, and you got three solid wide receivers of Carolina. I think that they can uh, at least keep this game close. I don't know if they can win this outright, but I love that I'm getting three and a half. Yeah, exactly. I'm on the Carolina Panthers two plus three and a half. I'm putting it on my card. So we're both starting off with uh, with the same pick. But, All but, right. like, but like you mentioned, though, like CMC is unstoppable, man. Like yeah. Darnold... <laughs> how how unreal would it be to have someone like CMC like on the Jets Darnold didn't he had Jameson Crowder like to dump yeah. the ball off to and, mm -hmm. and, and make plays so uh, CMC had what nine receptions on nine targets for 90 yards in, in week one he mm -hmm. had uh, 98 yards on the ground uh, yep. off 21 rushes so they're they really they rely on him heavily but when you can't stop him why not feed him feed him just give him the ball and let him yeah. do work and with that being said uh last week new orleans saints offense was heavily through camara the green bay ground defense just gave up they just stopped playing i think carolina's defense is going to be a little bit better uh specifically in the front seven and I, I, they're not going to stop camara but i think they can at least limit him slow him down 
And Carolina's uh, secondary's improved. I think that they can keep up with Callaway, and uh, Saints will have to only rely on Kamara. And I, I just think the Panthers keep it close. Yeah, and the Panthers got to to Zach Wilson six times. They they, they sacked him six times uh, in Week One. So they they definitely will get some pressure um, nice. on Jameis Winston. And I and I love Jeremy Chin, man. I love yeah, that guy. he's That's a player. He's, he's a player. so good. Alrighty, on to game number two is the game I will be staying away from. I'm sure this game will not be on very many televisions this Sunday. Cincinnati Bengals are coming into Soldier Field. Bears are two and a half point favorites. Total is set at 45. Injuries in this game. Bengals are coming in relatively healthy. Trey Waynes is still not ready to go. He also missed week one. He won't, He still can't suit up. Um, Eddie Goldman as well as doubtful for the Bears. That's a big one for their run defense. And left tackle Jason Peters is questionable. His backup Borum is out. So they really need Peters to suit up this week. But if he's coming in questionable, I don't have faith he's playing a full uh, full game. Um, so Bears are a little banged up. I'm staying away from this one. Do you have a feel on this game? I'm staying away from this one too. Uh, I thought Cincinnati was super impressive in week one. I didn't expect them to come out how they did. I didn't expect Joe Burrow to, to play as well as he did. He was 20 for 27, 260, and two touchdowns. Joe Mixon rushed the ball 29 times for 127 yards. Jamar Chase caught a long ball, 50-yard catch for a touchdown. So it seems like he's getting used to an NFL football now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so in Chicago, obviously, looked terrible. Uh, I called it last week with the Rams. I thought the yeah. Rams were going to smash Chicago, and, and that came to fruition. Chicago could not move the ball. Um, offensively, they, they could not move the ball, and defensively, they could not stop uh, the Rams from moving the ball. So this one I'm going to stay away from. Um, but, yeah, I think it being in Chicago, Chicago always has a chance. David Montgomery ran pretty well last week, so that's a bright spot in Chicago's offense. But, yeah, it's yeah. a stay away. Yeah, I I'm staying far away from this one. It's in Chicago, but I don't even know if they're going to have a home crowd advantage because they're going to be booing Andy Dalton. Like it's <laughs> things could get ugly if I think in Chicago if uh, the Bengals come out and are starting to win this game. Um, but I, I I hope they don't boo Dalton. It's not his fault. But anyways, moving on to next game on the card. This is, I believe, the biggest spread of the game. Yes, our biggest spread of the week. Houston Texans are 13-point underdogs going into Cleveland. Totals at 48. I I hate betting big spreads. You probably won't see me bet a large spread this year. Um, I will occasionally, but this one, I, I'm staying away. Yeah, I, I have a lean. I, I would lean the Browns minus 13, but like you said, I, I don't really like to bet spreads that are over 10 points it always worries me and bothers me those garbage time touchdowns yeah, exactly. and I can really see that happening this week with Tyrod Taylor throwing it deep to Brandon Cooks with like a few minutes left to to cover the number but it has nothing to do with the outcome of the game so that I'm probably going to stay away from this one um, but man the Texans like did anyone think they would come out and play the way they did in week one they dominated the Jags in every aspect of the game they yeah. ran all over them for 160 yards. They Tyrod Taylor threw 290 through the air. Man, like uh, I, I was super, super impressed by, by Houston. But they played the Jacksonville Jaguars, like the maybe the maybe the worst team in the league once again this year. Now they're playing Cleveland with an unreal offensive line, even though they have some injuries they that, do. that yeah. I'm sure you'll you'll touch on. 
Um, but I just don't see them competing at all. Uh, the Cleveland secondary is maybe a little worrisome, but week one was against the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs put up 30 points on almost a- anyone. So yeah. I don't think we can look too much uh, too much into that one. Um, but, yeah, I thought Cleveland looked pretty good too, man. Like, it's too bad that they didn't come out with the win in week one. Yeah. Not really too bad. Like, I don't care. I'm a Ravens fan, so every every loss for every other team in the AFC North is good for, for me and the Ravens. But, you know, they kind of deserve the win. Yeah, those those O-line injuries are a little concerning. Um, Hubbard has already been ruled out. Yep. Uh, Wills and Treader are both questionable. So they're potentially down two or three offensive linemen. That is big. But I don't know if Houston has the horses the on thing. the – I don't know if Houston has the D-line to take advantage of it. But also at the same time, I, I can't take the Browns to cover 13 right now because I think that this is a little bit of a letdown spot. They gave everything they had to beat the Chiefs last week. They were fully invested in that game, played their hearts out, lost, and now they got to go play a Houston team as 13-point favorites. I think that's a tough spot, so I'm staying away. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's as tough of a spot because it's Cleveland in Cleveland. Their crowd is going to be Home going opener, nuts. Yeah. yeah, their crowd will be going nuts. Houston's traveling from Texas over to Cleveland, Ohio. So I think if I was going to take someone, I would take Believe Land minus 13. Um, but yeah, just a lean for now. Alrighty, next game on the card would be the LA Rams coming in as three and a half point favorites playing the Indianapolis Colts. Total is set at 48. Injuries in this game, the Colts come in a little banged up. Xavier Rhodes missed week one. He is out again. Their secondary looked like they really missed the him in week one. And also offensive tackle Braden Smith. Um, he has been ruled out. That's another big one for them. Their offensive line did not look good last week either. And uh, he's a key cog at that right tackle position. And Darius Leonard missed practice today. Colts are banged up and coming in playing a Rams team that looked terrific. Um, I'll start with this one. I'm I'm on Rams minus three and a half. It's on my card. I just love everything I saw about that Rams offense last week. And... Colts secondary got shredded by Russell Wilson last week. I kind of envision the same thing happening this week. I think Stafford's going to be able to find Cooper Cup down the field. Aaron Donald should feast in this game. I think the Colts offensive line is starting to look a little overrated. And who, who's Jalen Ramsey going to cover on the Colts uh, wide receivers? Because th- their wide receiver group is so weak. I like Take your right. pick. Whoever he eliminates... They have nothing else at wide receiver. I don't know how Carson Wentz is going to move the ball. Similar to how the Bears could not get anything over 10 yards last week, I don't see how the Colts move the ball deep on this Rams team. They just don't have the skilled position players at the moment. And I love everything I saw from Matt Stafford. I think 3.5 is a little short. I think this number should be higher. I have no problem laying the 3.5. The West Coast team traveling to the East Coast playing Indianapolis. Well, not their East Coast, I guess, but like traveling to Indianapolis. That's kind of been a myth lately. I actually had a stat on that later for the other games. West Coast teams playing at 1 p.m. in the last three years are 26 and 13 versus spread. Wow. It's kind of been a myth. Yeah. yeah I guess. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't look into the stats of that. I just kind of always had that in the back of my mind where I kind of stayed away from it. But just to touch on on the Colts' offensive woes. Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell are both questionable, too. Right. Yeah, Michael Pittman has an ankle and Paris Campbell abdomen injury. So they're both 
uh, questionable to play, and, and then who, who does that leave? Zach Pascal to do everything on his own? If L.A. stacks the box and prevents Jonathan Taylor from rushing on the ground and Naheem Hines catching the ball out of the backfield, like where do, where do the Colts go? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, again, with you on this pick. Yeah, nice. The Rams minus 3.5 at right. minus 111 on cool bet. Um, yeah, like you said, the Rams look so good in week one. Um, and their their new home with fans was unreal. SoFi Stadium in LA is so yeah. beautiful. Super Bowl is there this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be a nice uh, nice Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, first two picks are uh, on the card. Uh, both of us, I like it. Yeah, I was impressed by Stafford too, man. He had a passer rating of one fifty eight, twenty for twenty six, three hundred twenty yards, three touchdowns. Cooper kept led, uh, Cooper Cup led the way with uh, seven. Uh, seven, uh, sorry, ten targets. I, I really like this this Rams team, and I think they're dangerous. Yeah, I agree. Next game on the card would be the Denver Broncos coming in as six point favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Total for this one is forty five. Jerry Judy is out for the Broncos. I don't know if that's going to be a big deal this week. The Jags secondary just got carved up by Tyrod Taylor. Um, this line. Opened at Denver favored by three, and then once we saw Jacksonville get absolutely slaughtered, this one's now all the way up to six. So I feel like I kind of lost all spread value in Denver. I'm staying away. Uh, I didn't. I lost the spread value, so I can't lay six on the road with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, do you have a feel on this one? Yeah, so I'm gonna take Denver to make my card at minus nice. six. Yeah, like I think they look sharp in week one. They dominated the Giants en route to a two touchdown win. Uh, Teddy look Teddy two gloves. Yeah, look good man. He he he's such a good quote unquote game manager. Like he protects the ball well. He moves the sticks, and, and Denver's deep. Like Jerry Judy is gonna be a tough loss for them. But then Tim Patrick gets more of an opportunity. KJ Hamler gets more of an opportunity. They can go to Noah Fant more. Cortland Sutton coming off his ACL, uh, dubbed Baby Megatron in his rookie <laughs> season. So, like, they can move the ball. Melvin Gordon ran uh, pretty well in week one. He oh. he broke a 70-yard rush. And, man, I didn't know Melvin Gordon had those legs in him still. And Javante Williams yeah. looked good, too. And I, I think this week I'm going to place a prop bet on Tim Patrick uh, to score a touchdown and Javante Williams to score a touchdown. Nice, nice. Like Jack- Jacksonville could not stop the run against oh, Houston. Jacksonville couldn't stop anything. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I couldn't stand Jacksonville's game plan last week. Opening the game, uh, 11 of 13 first plays for Trevor Lawrence are all passes. I didn't like that strategy at all against a weak run defense exactly. in Houston. And then this week, now you got all rumors about Urban Meyer. Is he going to take the USC job? Like, already, it's been exactly. one game. Yeah, nice. And there's already drama about Urban Meyer and... Just how bad the Jags looked week one. You don't need that off the field anything right now. There's been reports too that they that there's been issues in in the locker room with Urban Meyer and some of the players. Like I just don't think his style translates from the college ranks to the to the pros. Like I, yeah. I, I honestly think this is. I think he. I was looking for the prop today. I couldn't find it. No one has it posted. But he might be the first head coach fired this year. That would be something. Hey, I mean. It's only been one week into the Urban Meyer uh, era, and it is off to a bad start. It might get a lot uglier before it gets night prettier. Yeah. Uh, moving yeah. on, or sorry, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to touch, like, even though um, 
Uh, there were some injuries for for the Broncos, like Ronald Darby's out too. He was placed on the IR. Uh, mm-hmm. But then step in Patrick uh, Sertain, right? Yeah. Like yeah. They, they're just so deep in so many positions where they can just next man up, and, and that next man up's an actually really good player. Yeah. So I'm pretty comfortable with the Broncos at minus six. I think the Jags are an awful football team, and I, I just don't see the fight or the heart in them. Yeah, yeah, they there wasn't to lose like that to Houston was really eye opening to me. I Deeg said on our podcast that he thought Jacksonville was going to be the worst team in the league, and he might have been. He saw it. I didn't see it. He saw it. Right. Might be onto something. Anyways, moving on to the Buffalo Bills, three and a half point favorites going into Miami. Total set at forty seven and a half. Uh, Fuller uh, for the Dolphins. Will Fuller has family reasons he is going to miss this game. Right, yeah. um, I believe that's the main injury. Uh, I this this is tough for me. I need to see more from Buffalo before I can bet on them. I need to see more from Tua before I can bet on. Them. I'm staying far away from this game. Yeah, I need to see more on Tua uh, to like make my. To, you know, to make up my mind on him, yeah. Like I just don't know. I feel like he's not, I, not going to be a good NFL quarterback. But I just don't know yet. I haven't seen too much, and he's had so many opportunities to show us. But like it's just been flash here, flash there. I'm actually going to take the Bills and put them on my card. You are at, nice. At, okay. At minus three and a half. I the Bills have had success in Miami recently. Josh Allen uh, tears up Brian Flores' defense. Uh, he's he's done so in, in the past. He has 12 touchdowns against just one interception against Brian Flores, and I just don't think Miami um, has enough offensively to, to hang with the Buffalo, especially if they put up points. Like you mentioned, Will Fuller's out, so they're gonna uh, rely heavily uh, again on Jalen Waddle and Miles Gaskin, and I just don't think them putting up 17 points will be enough this week as they did in Week One against the Pats. It was a good win heading into New England, winning 17-16 against the Pats. But I think Buffalo bounces back here. Buffalo, they didn't they didn't have an awful game in week one. But they just had an awful fourth quarter. There was a couple of huge turnovers that really defined mm. the Steelers' win. Like, Josh Allen got strip-sacked in the fourth. They blocked, uh, the Steelers blocked a punt for a touchdown in the fourth. Like, I yeah. thought that, yeah, they just didn't execute well enough down the stretch. And, I just got to see more from this Bills run game before I put money on them. I think Miami has a good secondary. I think the way to attack this uh, Dolphins defense is on the ground. And Buffalo's run game is non-existent right now. So I I don't mind the pick. I would lean Bills just because they should be hungry off a week uh, one loss. And you're playing the Dolphins who won week one. So this is kind of, this is already a really important game in the division week two to if after week two bills are two games behind the dolphins that's that's a little alarming so i think you're gonna get a really motivated hungry buffalo's buffalo side but i i'm gonna stay away give me a bills minus three and a half let's go all righty staying in the afc east the afc east is playing each other this week new england patriots are six point favorites going into the meadowlands taking on the new york jets total for this one set at 43 um I don't really. I I need to see more from Mac Jones. I'm I'm interested to see where you are on this game because this one was really tough for me. I like. I really did like Mac Jones week one. I thought Mac Jones played really well. Like he he looked poised in the pocket. He made some good throws. 
Um, and this is just more on fading the Jets. I'm putting the Patriots minus six on my card. The Jets just don't have enough. They're just not there yet. Well, ob- it's obvious they're not there yet, but it's going to take a while for them to get there. Their oh, offensive yeah. line. Makai Becton. That was the injury already, I forgot to Already yeah. it was horrible. And yeah. now with Makai Becton going down, mm-hmm. how are they going to protect Zach? Like, they gave up six sacks. They gave up ten QB hits in week one to Carolina. And I think the pa- the Patriots can get more pressure on Wilson. Even though they're playing in New York, it's Belichick against a rookie quarterback. 21-6 and six in his career, Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback, which is why I was I was leaning New England. It almost made my card. It's just I, it's just I don't know if I can back a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road to cover six. That scared me off, but I understand why you're on New England. I lean that way. Yeah, like he he played a really tough Miami D. Like my my like you just mentioned earlier, the Miami secondary is really good. They're yeah. a very good defense, and he had a really good game. He was twenty nine for yeah. thirty nine, two hundred and eighty yards, only one touchdown, but he had a QB uh, QBR one hundred two. Like yeah, he he spread the ball around the offense pretty well yeah if damian harris doesn't fumble that ball in the fourth quarter and new england wins this spread is probably over seven right yeah and like the offensive line i thought played pretty well in front of mac jones they 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 were only sacked once damian harris moved the ball pretty easily at a hundred yard rushing game uh mac seemed to have chemistry with his wideouts and yeah i just don't see the jets being competitive um this week against the Patriots. I understand you wanting to stay away from a rookie quarterback, but it's this is purely fading the Jets. Right. All right, yeah. No, I got the angle. All righty. The San Francisco 49ers are heading into Philly. Mr. Brendan Deeg will be attending the home opener. He'll be down at the link. I'm sure it will be rocking. Philly comes in as three-point underdogs. Total is 49.5. Do you have a play on this one? I or sorry, it. sorry. Let me. I yeah, forgot you, to mention the injuries in this one. The injuries. Um, Ver, Jason Verrett is out for the season. He was cornerback one for San Francisco. Cornerback two, Emmanuel Mosley is doubtful. So they're down, probably down number one and number two cornerbacks already. That hurts big time for San Francisco. We know Mostert is also out for the year. I don't think that one's as big of a deal. I think San Francisco's running backs are always going to be productive in the Kyle Shanahan system, no matter who it is. But Philly comes in relatively healthy. It's uh, Rodney McLeod is out, but he was out week one. Their their secondary looked fine. Um, San Francisco's banged up. Uh, do you have a feel on this one? Uh, I'm going to stay away from this one. I'm not going to put it on my card officially, but I do lean the Eagles for sure. Three and a half point dogs at home? with Three now. Three now? Yeah. yeah. In uh, yeah, a home opener, Deeg, mm. I'm sure, is going to make yeah. a, a huge ton of noise. So... Uh, I, I would lean I would lean the Eagles with the San Francisco injuries and uh, coming into I guess another West Coast team coming into a one o'clock spot like you yeah. mentioned earlier might be a myth but I I, I would go Eagles here if, if I had to bet on it. yeah I'm staying away but I would lean the Eagles as well with the points getting a field goal at home in a home opener Eagles look good last week so. And with the NFC East up for grabs, they watched that game on Thursday. They saw how vulnerable Washington looked, I think, and they they, they should be motivated. I think it's going to be a great game. I could see it going either way. I think the most likely outcome of this game is San Francisco winning by three. So 
I I'm staying away. I don't see value either way. I just thought the Eagles played so well in Week One that yeah that like even a money uh, Eagles money line pick here is is not bad. Like it's going to be Elijah Mitchell's first game starting as a running back. Who knows if Trey Sermon's going to be playing? Um, I and the way Jalen Hurts played in Week One, like that first drive for the Eagles. I remember texting D saying how impressive that first drive was for yeah. them offensively. Like Jalen Hurts, right from the get go, moved the ball so well. And, and Miles Sanders looked good. Devonte Devonte Smith looked good. Jalen Rager caught six balls for and a touchdown. Like I think, uh, and and in the trenches too, the Eagles were so dominant. Like. Yeah, I understand Atlanta's offensive line is really weak, mm. and their defensive line is not strong. Uh, the Eagles dominated that matchup, but I think the Eagles, if they stay healthy this year, man, watch out for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. The the trenches will be a much harder battle this week with San Francisco. They have a good O-line oh, and D-line as well. Yeah. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. I'm staying away. All right, last 1 o'clock game on the card. The Las Vegas Raiders are coming into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is favored by 6.5. Total on this one is 47. And a little nugget for you, like I said, the West Coast teams playing at 1 p.m. over the last three years have gone 26-13. and 13. However, John Gruden in that same sample size is 3-8. and eight. So if you look at every other coach other than John Gruden, they would be 23-5 and five against the spread if you remove John Gruden. He's the only coach that's struggled in this dynamic. It's quite the nugget, man. So, yeah, it might be it might be a myth for everybody other than John Gruden, basically. And especially this week, they played a spirited Monday night football game that went into overtime uh, and then are flying across. Yeah, uh, <laughs> tough one for your Ravens, but I... I still I can't lay six and a half with Big Ben. I'm leaning Pittsburgh, but I'm staying away overall. I think Pittsburgh's front seven should be able to dominate this game, but I just don't have enough faith in the Steelers' offense to cover six and a half right now. Yeah, so I'm, I don't really have a side. I would lean Steelers six and a half like you, but I'm going to lock in the under 47 here. Okay, nice. Josh Jacobs was ruled out today. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so we're, we're recording this on, on Friday night, and just a few hours ago, Josh Jacobs was ruled out a week too. So the Raiders are going to be without Jacobs at running back. I guess that gives an opportunity for Kenyon Drake to make some noise and, and to, to show what he's got offensively. Um, but I just think this is a huge letdown spot. The Raiders played unreal Monday night against the Ravens. The crowd was unbelievable. Like, imagine all the energy that they would have felt off the crowd, especially, you know, being void of the crowd for, for, for last year. They, did, they didn't get anything like that last year. So, like, imagine all the energy that they got um, on Monday night when they played the Ravens. And now they're going into Pittsburgh where all that energy is going to be for the Steelers and it's exactly. going to be against the Raiders. Um, Card will definitely look to go to Darren Waller uh, a lot, like usual. Darren Waller was targeted 19 times against yeah. the Ravens. He caught, uh, what was it, he caught 10 balls? I think he only caught 9. He caught under 500 of those, but a couple were drops. A couple weren't crisp throws from Carr. He could have had a bigger game than he had. Right. Uh, yeah, so I just think the Pittsburgh defense is much better than the Ravens yeah. defense too. So they'll be able to stop just uh, the front I, seven. I could. I don't get so much pressure on. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. I could see Pittsburgh's front like Pittsburgh's front seven dominated Buffalo last week. That they was did. we did. didn't really uh, see that one coming, and it has an effect when that 
when that defensive line of Pittsburgh is getting pressure every snap. Yeah, like how it's so hard to stop TJ Watt. Every yeah. time I watch him play, he's just he's kind of like shorter, so he just gets around guys Bendy, easier. Yeah, than like and, he and, just, and so quick. And he works so well with Cam Hayward because Cam Hayward's so good at pushing the pocket that quarterback can't step up, and TJ Watt gets so many of those strip sacks because of Cam Hayward doing all the dirty work. But yeah, I I lean Pittsburgh. I'm staying away. Yeah, that, uh, one thing I wanted to mention, too, about the, the Raiders is how good did Max Crosby look, man? Oh, yeah, and that's he a good a story. Freak. He was yeah. He, I remember Lamar Jackson running out to the sideline, and Max Crosby was step for step with yeah. him the whole time. It was such an impressive game from the, the Raiders' uh, defensive line. But the Raiders also had some injury troubles, too. They lost mm-hmm. uh, Gerald McCoy for the year. Um, yeah. Uh, Ngakwe was also injured. He's, who, questionable. he's questionable. I think he's going to play, play right? but... But uh, Pittsburgh's tackles are better than the Ravens' tackles. That's something we'll talk about when we get to your Ravens. You better, you should be worried about that O line. But I think Pittsburgh's tackles will be a little bit better. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's actually a reason I don't. I'm worried about the six and a half. Is Ken Pittsburgh's offense? That's why I like the score under. Enough. That's why I like the yeah. under so much. Man. Under, like, yeah, yeah. Both Good luck. teams. I think both teams could struggle with scoring. I don't trust Ben. Big Ben and I never been a fan of Pittsburgh, so I don't think that they're that good offensively. Like Deontay, they're just mm. they just dump everything short, dump yeah. short, dump short. Yeah. Their largest the largest pass that they had in Week One was like a twenty four yard pass, like that was their longest play yeah. uh, in the air. So yeah. the Bears didn't even have one over twenty. I, and they had it, four it attempt, over ten. Right? It wasn't an, one attempt over twenty. I don't. They think. didn't have an attempt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, so that, that's why I like the under so much. 47 points. Yeah, that's a good luck. That's a good Putting luck. you're on my card. Alrighty, that's it for the 1 p.m. games. The 4 p.m. games are brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming want you to shave your pews with the Tom Brady of ball trimmers. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Only the GOAT technology for the greatest balls of all time. When you're going towards the end zone, make sure you use the right tools for the job and choose Manscaped. Two million... Mo- Two million men worldwide trust them, so join the movement with our exclusive offer. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find their brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free grifts, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DOINK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code Doink. First game at 4 p.m. is the Minnesota Vikings coming in as three and a half point dogs going into Arizona. Total for this one is 50 and a half. Uh, Darisaw is still out for the Vikings. They're a little banged up. Everson Griffin is out as well on their D line. Um, do you have a feel on this one? No, I'm going to stay away from this one. I just Minnesota killed me week one, man. They just tore my heart out against the Bengals. And I just don't trust them enough to take them uh, to take them here. So I'm going to stay away from this one. Even though Kirk Cousins looked pretty good, man, and Adam Thielen looked pretty good as well. K.J. Osborne came out of nowhere. Who is this guy? He's actually seems like a really, really solid option for Kirk Cousins and uh, the Vikings offense. So yeah, going to stay away from this one. I was absolutely disgusted last week with the Minnesota Vikings. I'm I don't know if this is a pick I'm making out of anger, but I'm going Arizona Cardinals minus three and a half. It's on my card. I loved what I saw from Kyle Murray last Kyler Murray last week. I thought he was dynamic. 
he's healthy and when he's healthy i think he's a top seven quarterback in the nfl he's that talented um and just there's one matchup in this game that is just screaming to me and it's chandler jones playing a backup left tackle rashad hill we saw what he did to a good left tackle and taylor decker decker no not decker sorry luan last week what's he gonna do to a backup left tackle rashad hill um i think i i underestimated chandler jones impact on this cardinals defense this defense shut down one of the best offenses in the NFL last week. They made the they made the Titans offense look pathetic. It's so true, man. And it's so surprising. Yeah, and I I think Jones being back and adding JJ Watt to that defensive line, adding two Hall of Famers, two guys with careers with over 100 sacks. Who has more, by the way? Do you think? I bet it's Jones. He like, yeah, does. like Chandler Jones has more sacks than JJ. Yeah, like Jones is on his way to the Hall of Fame. Like, I think he was kind of a little forgotten because he was hurt last week. But last this year. Cardinals defense, or last year, sorry, yeah, this Cardinals defense, I think is is impressive, and I love what I saw from Kyler Murray. And I'm fading the Vikings. I was yeah. there. That was embarrassing last week. Like, they what was so that? Sloppy. So, many, so many penalties. penalties. Yeah. Like, not very Mike Z- or not very Zimmer like, and. I, I, don't, I don't know. There was a lot of drama in the offseason with the Vikings about the vaccine thing. Kirk Cousins isn't getting vaccinated. Um, it seemed like that was something that bugs Zimmer. Um, there was a lot of chaos in that locker room basically over the offseason. I'm fading the Vikings. I think they're a mess. Like, how, how the Bengals last week rushed for over 130 yards when they brought in all these run stuffers, just it makes no sense to me. I think they're... They're unorganized. I'm going Cardinals minus three and a half. They they might be the real deal. Yeah, I agree with you. The Cardinals do look like the real deal, but I, it's just one of those lines where it just seems too obvious. So yeah, try, I'm staying away from it. But if I if I was to lean one way, it's definitely the Cardinals. Alrighty, on to another big spread. Big spread. Falcons are going into Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's favored by twelve and a half points. Over under on this one's fifty one. Man, like Tom Brady. Uh, does it ever get old? I just feel like every year there's going to be a drop-off of some sort. And if there is a drop-off, it's for like two weeks. And then all of a sudden he turns into Tom Brady the GOAT all, all over again. So they look like the clear favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. And now they come off 10 days to prepare for the Falcons, who had one of the worst games in week one out of all uh, out of all 32 football teams. Are you, uh, do, do you have a play on this one? Uh, just because the line is so big at, what is it, minus 13 or 12, 12, and, and, 12 half. and a half? Yeah. I'm going to stay away from it. I would lean the Buccaneers because what is Atlanta going to do offensively? They couldn't do anything offensively against Philly, and the Bucks are no slouch. Their defensive line is really strong. Their secondary is iffy. Um, I think Whitehead got injured in week yeah. one, but he looks like he might play. He practiced today, so it looks like he might play. Um, but I, I don't think uh, the Bucks. I just want to stay away from this one. I, I don't yeah. know what Atlanta's going to do, and, and I just want to stay away from it. Too big of a spread. I've seen Matt Ryan do the backdoor cover too many times. But the key to beat Tom Brady, or I guess the recipe to beat Tom Brady, is to get pressure while rushing four. There is no chance in hell that Atlanta is getting pressure with rushing four. Tom Brady is going to sit there, make a cup of tea, do whatever he wants in that pocket, and then throw the ball to whoever he wants. He's so got many, so yeah, many weapons, man. I, 
there's three or four players on Tampa Bay that has positive matchups this week. Like every wide receiver and Gronk as well all have positive matchups. If Tampa Bay even wants to move the ball through the ground, I think that they'd have no problem running on Atlanta. They their offense should have every single. Um, they should have no problem moving the ball, but it's still too many points for me. It's a division game at the end of the day as well. And Atlanta was so embarrassed last week. They got to come out with a little more fight, don't you think? Like, they can't be that bad. I, I agree, but their offensive line is so bad that, like, how Matt Ryan has no time to do anything. Like, Kyle Pitts and Calvin really, really struggled to, to create space because Matt Ryan had no time. So. I just don't see Atlanta having success yeah, um, I would, on Sunday, especially with the Bucks having 10 days to prepare for them. That's another factor, too. I, I would definitely lean Bucks, but like I said, I just, I'm just i not a fan of betting those big spreads. Those backdoor touchdowns, man. They just, oh, they're, they're just, just ruining killers. It. They, you, your team would be up for 46 minutes, yeah. and then all of a sudden a backdoor kills. Alrighty, the Dallas Cowboys are going into LA, taking on the Chargers. Chargers are three and a half point favorites. Total for this one is set at 55. Demarcus Lawrence is out for Dallas. Lyle Collins has been suspended. He's out. So those are two big names for in the trenches for the Cowboys. Do you have a feel on this one? Yeah, to add to that too, Michael Gallup's out. Oh, he is? He's been ruled out. Okay, he Gallup is. is out. Wow. Yeah, so I just I I, I don't really know if the Cowboys like their offense their offense is so good that they they should be able to keep up with people even with Michael Gallup out like it you saw how hard it was to stop Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb in week one uh and and I think that they're going to be able to put up points but the Chargers just look so good man Justin Herbert looks so good I'm like I every time I watch him play it's like I kind of have like this this crush like watching mm. him throw the football oh yeah like, i it's, know it's so nice and it's so clean confident yeah, yeah. And, like, he has so much poise in the pocket and his wide receivers and keenan allen and mike williams who had two huge games like I, this is going to be one of the most entertaining games of week two for sure um but i just don't really know what side to go on like you mentioned mm. the injuries for the cowboys really do hurt them um and and the chargers are playing at home in their in their new stadium for the first time so I don't know. I, I This is on my card. I'm going Chargers minus three and a half. Lock it in. Listen, the narrative after th- last Thursday night's game was, wow, the Cowboys hung with the Buccaneers. Look at them. They, they can compete. They're a good team. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers turned the ball over four times and committed 11 penalties, and the Cowboys lost. That was a blown opportunity for the Cowboys. Like, they they should have won that game, and they didn't. Nothing's changed in Dallas. They don't They don't take advantage of opportunities. They're coached by Mike McCarthy, who I think will be the first coach fired in the NFL this year. I don't like Mike McCarthy. I don't think that 10 days is a factor in this game because he's that poor of a coach. <laughs> and I love I love Justin Herbert. I think he's I, I don't I don't think they punt in this game. The Cowboys defense just lost their best player, their only player in Demarcus Lawrence. They're not going to be able to get any pressure on Herbert. He should slice and dice. And on the other side, Lyle Collins is a big injury for the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. That means Joey Bosa is going up against the backup right tackle. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be who has the ball last. But I think also think there's a chance Bosa makes enough plays to maybe turn the ball over once or twice, and that's all it takes. 
Um, in a high-scoring game, I'm going to take uh, the home team and the three and a half because I think da- I, I see Dallas shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited to watch this one. Yeah, it should be a great one. All righty, Tennessee Titans are six-point dogs. They're going into Seattle. Total for this one set at 54. And I, I'm not one to normally complain about bad beats, but oh my god, last week we were both on the over in the Titans game. The over was 52. There was so unbelievable. There was man. 51 points with about five minutes left in the third quarter. We just needed two <laughs> more points in about 20 minutes of football, and we didn't get it. Bagley even missed I a know, field, how many goal. field goals. Were there? Oh my god! Like we, that was a really bad beat. But whatever, a loss is a loss. Early on, I thought it was looking yeah. golden. Yeah, there's like Zona started putting up points. I'm like, how is Tennessee not going to put up any points with Derrick Henry, with AJ Brown, Julio Jones? Yeah. How are they not going to score? And man, they struggled to move the ball. Hey, yeah, that was a bad beat. But anyways, beat. this beat. any uh, feel for this one on you? Uh, so. This is the line. I just feel like is a little bit overinflated here. I feel like it's an overreaction to week one. Mm-hmm. The Titans were horrible on in every aspect of the game. They couldn't run the ball, couldn't throw the ball, couldn't defend the pass, couldn't defend the rush, couldn't pressure the QB or protect their own QB. They did everything wrong. So I just feel like they'll have too much pride as football players as as men to. To not come out with everything in week two. Seattle looked amazing in week one. Mm-hmm. Russ looked awesome. Uh, he went what, 18 for 23, only threw the ball 23 times, only five incompletions. He had mm-hmm. 250 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. Like, they looked awesome, but I just feel like this is a huge reach at the line for minus six. Yeah, I agree. I'm staying away from the spread, but I'm going back to the well. I'm going over in the Titans game. It's on my card. I'm going over 54. This Titans defense isn't stopping a nosebleed all year. I think I think Russell Wilson is going to do exactly what Kyler Murray did and march up, up and down the field, score whenever they want. And the Titans offense has to be better than last week. Julio Jones was called out by his coach. He's got to be better this week. He took a really selfish penalty and... Mike Vrabel did the right thing by calling him out. It was, he turned a third and one into a third and 16 and killed a drive. Um, and Titans really, that, that set the tone for the Titans offensively throughout the whole game. They were they were lethargic. It was ugly. I think, they're like you said, they're professionals. They have to take offense to that, and they have to be better this week. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, it's a high number in 54, but I, I, like, uh, I like Russell Wilson to throw another four touchdowns, and I think Tennessee's uh, going to be better so yeah i'm on the over all right sunday nighter this is a doozy this is game of the day kansas city chiefs on the road three and a half point favorites taking on baltimore total for this one's at 54 and a half who do you like here i'm not gonna put this on my card but i'm leading baltimore ravens plus three and a half i think everyone Everyone in the entire football universe is on Kansas City minus three and a half. And I see people writing that get on it now because it's only going to go up, which it probably will go up. So I'm going to, if I'm going to place a bet, which I will place a bet Sunday night, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Plus, it probably will go up to plus four, but I'm going to go money line mm-hmm. too. I think the Ravens playing at home in front of their crowd, Lamar Jackson is going to play better. He had a tough week one he looked great throwing the ball early 
but he looked indecisive in the second half and made too many mistakes. Like fumble the ball, he fumbled the ball in an opportune time, um, kind of cost us the game in overtime. But I think Lamar Jackson is going to bounce back. He's one of those players who takes offense to when he when he doesn't play up to his own standards. Like, he has very, very high standards for himself. So I feel like he's going to really, 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 really try really hard um, against Kansas City Sunday night. And if I was to take someone, I would go Baltimore, even though all their injury concerns and Kansas City's high-power offense, Baltimore mm-hmm. in front of their home crowd at MTMT Bank. Yeah. Everyone in the world's on the Chiefs minus three and a half, and I'm yeah, one of them. One of those, and yeah. I'm gonna tell people to go bet it now because the <laughs> line's gonna, gonna go, go up to four. There's no way that this number doesn't go up. Get it in now at three and a half. Listen, your boy Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator of Baltimore, has led the NFL in blitzing three years straight. Last week against Derek Carr, Derek Carr is a top ten quarterback when facing the blitz. Wink did not change a thing. He didn't care. He blitzed, blitzed, blitzed. And Patrick Mahomes is on pace to be historic against the Blitz. He's the best quarterback all time against the Blitz. Wink Martindale's not going to change. He's going to blitz Pat Mahomes and get burned. You saw what Darren Waller did last week. Travis Kelsey is licking his chops. I'm going to be on Travis Kelsey props, touchdown props. Everything is going over on Kelsey. Mahomes is going to get man-to-man looks against the Blitz. That is just music to his ears. I I can't stress how much I like Kansas City in this game. Baltimore is in shambles right now. Ronnie Stanley is also questionable for this game. Yeah, some huge problems. Villanueva, I, I, is, he, is he getting trotted back out there? He looked done last he week. He looked awful. He looked awful. Coming from the Steelers, too. It's like I have no, nothing in my heart for him. Yeah, so I I think Kansas City's D-line has a plus matchup versus a weak Ravens O-line right now. And Chiefs are going to roll. The Chiefs didn't even play well last week, and they were a two-point conversion away from covering against who I think is the second-best team in the AFC. Now they're playing a worse team in Baltimore, and if they even play marginally better, they should cover three and a half, no problem. It seems like that's the obvious pick. Like, Derek Wolf is out with an injury for the Ravens. Ronnie Stanley, like you mentioned. Marquise, uh, Marquise Brown is questionable with an ankle injury. Devin DuVernay is questionable with a groin. <laughs> Even Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith, both of our remaining cornerbacks, are questionable. Even Chris Westry, who I really like, this tall, tall defensive uh, player for the Ravens. Uh, but he's injured too, so I, 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 the Chiefs have no injuries coming into this. They're healthy. It's, it seems, it's, it just seems like a Chiefs cover. But as a proud Ravens fan, and like I just know what the Ravens can do at home in front of their home crowd. I know Lamar Jackson can really step up. Um, so I'm definitely not going to bet the Chiefs, but this is going to be definitely a tough game for the Ravens. I know last, last year in Week Two we got smashed by the Chiefs. We haven't had good history against the Chiefs uh, it, 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 since Lamar Jackson joined the Ravens. So, yeah, it's yeah, gonna be a good Sunday nighter. But Warner, that's a good good pick. <laughs> <laughs> last last game of the week, Monday nighter, Green Bay Packers off an absolute stinker in Week One. Biggest shock for me of Week One was how Such bad they played. Man. So embarrassing. They're still, even after that stinker, this line is still going up. They are now 11.5-point favorites taking on Detroit in Lambeau. 
48 and a half is the total. I I can't bet on Green Bay after the way they looked last week, especially to cover a big spread. I need to see I need to see Rodgers look like he's motivated and engaged. I know he looks like he did not care at all standing on the sideline there and, and it brings down the morale of the team, of course. When you look at your leader and he looks so dis, disengaged from the game, like how do you get up for it? They went down oh, that game was out of reach so quick, so like that's the only thing that is in the back of my mind, like that the Packers, they just gave up really early. They they just, mm-hmm. you know, didn't, obviously didn't try. They hardly played their starters in the second half, so. Yeah. I, I would lean Packers just because you do have the Rodgers revenge angle. Is he embarrassed from last week? Could he just come out and put up 40 like it's nothing because he's pissed off? Yeah, I could see that. But then could I see, could I see him being a baby on the sideline? Like, Again, of course I can. Yeah, like I, I don't know, I don't know what you're gonna get, and to cover eleven and a half in the NFL, you gotta be engaged and into the game throughout the whole thing. So for that reason, I am staying away. I'm staying away from this one too. But I was so impressed with Detroit's fight in the second half against. Yeah, Stanford. they didn't give up. Dan Campbell. Up. I don't know if you listened to uh, Mike'd up the NFL Week One, Mike'd up, but Dan Campbell did not stop all game encouraging his team. Yeah. He's, He's a really. I, I feel like he's going to be a really good uh, head coach in Detroit, yeah. and he has his boys working hard. Like, yeah. They fight in Detroit. Yeah, the key injury I forgot to mention is Okuda being out hurts them a lot. He was slated to be cornerback one for them, so losing a cornerback when Aaron Rodgers is coming into town is never ideal. Yeah. He's struggled, but, though, so far. In his yeah, career. he has, but still not good to be losing losing guys in the secondary. But anyways, recapping week two for me, my card here, I'm going with Carolina plus three and a half. Ironically, all my all my spreads this week were three and a half. I'm on one dog, Carolina plus three and a half. I'm on the Rams minus three and a half. I'm on the Cardinals minus three and a half. I'm on the Chargers minus three and a half. That's insane. And I'm on the Chiefs minus three and a half. And I'm on over 54 in Tennessee, Seattle. That's actually crazy. Yeah. That's never happened to me and I don't think it ever will um, okay so to recap my picks I got the under 47 in the Raiders Steelers I got the Patriots minus 6 against the Jets got the Broncos minus 6 against the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars got the Rams minus 3.5 in Indianapolis and I've got the Bills minus 3.5 in Miami and you're on you're on Carolina with me, right? Oh, yep. Sorry, missed that one. I'm also on Carolina plus three and a half. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Good luck to everyone this week. Do us all a favor. If you're listening to this, that means you're a degenerate gambler like us. You got a gambling group with your buddies. Post this in there, please, if you could. Spread it around. And good luck to everybody. Just uh, one more thing too. You can follow me Ziad at picks at, at picks hammerhead on Twitter. So that's at picks hammerhead. On Twitter, Hammerhead Picks gives out our all these tips, insights um, for for from when many more sports, not yeah. just football. Yeah, and look for uh, look for us on Twitter uh, throughout Sunday. If anything changes, we will be posting things on uh, Twitter, such as like last minute injuries, which might change uh, play. Or I've already when we say we've bet these, these are already on our card; they're locked in. But we might we could always add something coming before Sunday. So right, and we're only getting started here on weekend wagers. So yeah, that's right, that's right. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good weekend.